This podcast does contain spoilers, so if you're okay with that, listen on. If not, pause the podcast, go watch the movie we're about to talk about, and come on back. All right, sweet. Excuse me. Brian, uh, over here. Hey. Pardon me, pardon me. Why don't you have the popcorn? It's starting! Woo! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Shut up. Shut up and listen to the podcast. Hey! There's a lot out there to see. This is what we watched. Hello. Hi. Hola. Um, (laughs) I have no idea uh, when this is going to come out. Um, This is a special pre-recorded. I'm sure it was weeks ago. But this podcast has gotten so big that they sent us specifically, Michael B. Jordan sent me tickets to um, the premiere of Creed 3. And then, so then I decided to bring the number one, uh, what we watched podcast uh, listener, <laughs> Geoff, Jeff. Um, Hello. <laughs> Jeff's here. Um, okay. Oh, so, so nice of him to bring you to that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we we're so big. Michael was just like, I specifically was like, if you have to bring Jeff, you can, but I want you to be here specifically. So, so but, but I, I Brandon wasn't even mentioned. Oh no, no, Brandon was no hell. No. <laughs> he, I, I said something about Brandon. And he was like, not that. I heard what he said <laughs> about those people, and I was like, I, I hear. I cut that out of the podcast so that nobody else had to hear it. But he but listens. Like Michael you know, B. Jordan's next level. He just like, knows. Yeah, no, we're buddies. So I get he gets to listen to stuff early um, sometimes. And uh, while we were buddies, I told him he probably should not have. Uh, directed Creed 3 for his first movie ever. That seems like a weird choice. And um, that's when our friendship might have ended. <laughs> but we watched it anyways. <laughs> yeah. But so we watched it. So realistically, obviously, a- AMC just does the um, randomly, I feel like sometimes we'll just do where we get to watch it way early. Because, um, yep. yeah, you actually, I mean, uh-huh, well, yeah. you're the one that saw it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> My story was a lie. Um, yeah, well, so, yeah, when I mean, I mean, when I found it, it was uh, it was labeled as a red carpet screening <laughs> and I didn't had we no idea what carpet. that. Yeah, we did see the red carpet. At least there was a red carpet. Um, had no idea what that actually meant. But we both got the right idea because we were like, yeah. what if they they're live streaming it? Because it's the times that kind of correlate. And then that's what it did. Yeah. What so I don't know if it was like a straight live stream, but it, I bet you it happened like not that long ago. And right. it was like a speed edit because the yes. edit was horrible. Yeah. It was like <laughs> crossfade from this live image to the next live image. But then and it was crossfade after what? Five seconds of awkward, the guy awkwardly not saying anything. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, just nodding and looking at the camera. Time. And then it's just nod, 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 nod. Oh, now here we have. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. It was, it was so interesting. But it was so cool. I enjoyed it. it. I, it was funny. We got there and then. It didn't get dark. Nobody was, not a ton of people were there. And I was like, um, is this happening at eight? And then it didn't start until like nine. We just it watched close interviews. Yeah, it was right before nine. <laughs> I did enjoy the interviews though. It was so funny when you texted me, I was in the middle of hiking. I was at the top of the mountain. I got like right. one like bar of service. And then you're like text shot in. I was like, oh my God, should I try and plan, get some other people? I was like, no, I'm in the middle of hike. I'm going to enjoy this. I said yes. And then moved on. It was meant to be. Heck Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so grade three, early impressions. What'd you think? Just like general, yes, no, garbage, hot I mean, garbage. So my perspective is a little skewed. Oh, that is true. You because have not seen... I have not seen one or two. Well, but here, I'll, what I will say to that is three did not feel like one and two to me, at least. Right. I, we watched, we watched Creed three yesterday and I have obviously haven't seen one or two in a couple of years when it came back, I think I might've rewatched them each, like maybe one time since then, but they're not extremely fresh in my mind. So maybe I'm crazy and it's just what I, I, I remember because I love those movies. Um, and maybe it's just how I remember it. It's like, Oh, it was like this and like this in reality, it wasn't, but to me, it did not feel like the same style. So, right. Well, even going into style, what it like we kept hearing reoccurringly, even just throughout that first hour of red carpet screening that Michael B. Jordan was like, a huge anime fan yes, and, implement, know, right? and you could tell he implemented his anime style or Which like into the movie <laughs> like you can see it visually like um like 
what was it the the ghost town yeah, <laughs> stadium like thing the, yeah the where, stadium like, it they're just fighting the two. and then it cuts out to this ghost arena or whatever and it was super kind of hard to see exactly what was around which i thought was like oh, okay that was a little odd um definitely different i get it i kind of like what they're doing it doesn't fit the style to me but mm-hmm. i like what they're doing I thought the him being up against the jail cell getting yeah, punched. I thought that was too much. I was yeah. like, I was like, I would have, I could have lived with it, it with the ghost arena. But right, the other shots that reminded me of an anime style too, though, was like the first fight in the beginning, and then some of the shots in the last fight was where it's like they did that close up on his face, and it did like a little mm. jittery effect, and yep. and then the slow, mo- like the super slow motion on the hits, yeah, and like everything, the Sherlock and like the Holmes sweat. thing. Like, That's yes. another thing that well yeah. the. That felt very the like, Sherlock anime Holmes like tingle was, was mm-hmm. new, and that definitely felt very anime to me. Mm-hmm. The slow motion hits and like the sweat coming off them that was in like the old the was the it? other one, so that's okay. not necessarily out of out of the way. It is still okay. very like anime esque. I feel like, um, but because like just the sequences, the way they were cut together too, was like the hits were so fast and so hard, and then all of a sudden, bop. And then they just like yep. slow, super slow motion and then going back into real time. It just Trying felt to make very, them feel superhero kind like, of and I, stuff. It reminds me of like how like Dragon Ball Z or something when yes. they're fighting. It's just like. Pew, 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 yep. pew. And then the, the big slow, <laughs> big explosion. Yeah. Everyone reacts to it because yeah. no one's been able to keep up mm-hmm. until now. <laughs> it definitely. It, yeah. So it definitely had that that vibe, the anime vibe. Do you think mm-hmm. the do you think the theme like the vibe stayed the same throughout? Or do you think it changed? I think it was pretty consistent. I for think the so most too. Part. Well, yeah. the family stuff definitely felt different than the action stuff. More than, you know, action and sure. <laughs> conversations are clearly different. Yeah. But it felt more family sitcom-ish. Like 90s family sitcom-ish mm-hmm. when it was the family stuff. Maybe a little like cheesy yeah, I mean, it was much more family oriented, which is um, very odd. Well, again, I like I want to say it's odd, but I haven't seen the other creeds, <laughs> so I like literally can't compare. I mean, they're all they're all <laughs> definitely about family and stuff. Right. And but this one had like emphasis on. Family. Yeah. What it felt like to me is the other ones were more about like looking for family and like um, Creed. I'm going to say Creed because what Adonis versus Apollo. Right. So Adonis is creed adon yeah but well they're both creed yeah well but adonis is the michael d creed, jordan young creed yeah creed. yes um he got like kind of got abandoned because it was um i believe apollo had him out of well, with cheated on somebody hmm. on his wife and then had them and i think then he got sent to the home and kind of x'd out of their lives hmm. so then he's looking for family trying to get back you know, getting with her relationship, improving with them and feeling like abandoned and stuff. Mm-hmm. This one, it felt like w- what they wanted to do was everything that he kind of wanted before he got. And like this is the this is in his head. This is what, you know, the family sitcom life that he should have had or could have had. Right. Which is OK. But it was kind of felt a little cheesy. I get I like the mindset that they tried to do that, but I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> thank you. Thank that's, you. A, that's a great explanation. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You filled me in on so, uh, a little bit of details that I feel like I missed from the first couple of movies. Oh, you definitely. Well, you missed a lot of stuff from yeah. the first couple of movies. Oh, I'm movies. sure I did. I think you missed all of it. <laughs> I learned his name was Adonis uh, in this movie. Yeah, they said it, they said it a couple of times, but it, they didn't really. It's hard to keep track, I feel like, because they just. It's such a, it's an odd name that if you're not like paying yeah. attention, you're like, what'd she say? Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be Adolf? to be honest, I, I remember more. Of, I remember the actors' names better than I do the characters' names it, in this it, movie. In this movie, yes. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Tessa Thompson's character name? No idea. Yeah, I forgot. Frankly, honestly, Jonathan Majors' character's name. Dame. Yes, Diamond Dame. Okay, that one, yeah. I'll remember that. Well, yeah. I won't, but thankfully you're here. <laughs> so I'll call you next time that I, I need oh, to yeah. remember it. Anytime. <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> Help. And every single time I call you, you just pick up. Uh, it's Dame. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, speaking of Diamond Dame, he is the, you know, he's the old buddy. I like their story. I like their, um, sorry. I'm all over the place. <laughs> the, first off, we'll just go, we'll talk Jonathan Majors, who's um, a fucking gem. He's amazing. Where has he been? Like, I, I feel like. I know. How old is he? He's like 57. No shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Holy shit. I was like, damn, he's fucking ripped. <laughs> that would be amazing. Can oh you imagine? God. 
Um, I'll look I won't up. be surprised if he turns 57 like soon. <laughs> nope, 55. Uh, born in, wow. He's, he was born in. Uh, 70s. No, 89. 89. Dude, he's my fucking brother's yep. age. Holy yep. shit. So he's, you know. Oh, that's like your age too. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I, I could look like him if I wanted to, okay? We I just all don't could. want to. All, yes. I still have a year or two to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> we got goals. Okay, I got a couple couple years. Now we know what... Uh... <laughs> God, Jonathan Majors has not been in a ton. I mean, he's been in some stuff, but it's all small stuff. Right. Well, like, what was the first thing that you saw him in? Uh, uh, Loki. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah, Loki, I mean, that's literally the first thing I feel like yep, I saw Loki him Loki was the first thing that I saw, and he started acting and i went who the fuck yeah is this, guy this guy is interesting that is still uh, that might still be my favorite i think that might be my favorite acting of his is that first role in loki mm-hmm. even the other um kangs are really good mm-hmm. um not i feel like not as good or i don't I didn't like the cadence as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. I just loved how he spoke and like he was almost more of like a trickster yes. version yep. of Kang um, in that one, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he had he had good in- he was like one of the few that's it sounds like that had good intentions, but he was also just like quirky and like I don't know. It was yeah. Yep, has that had that weird like he's scary, but he's also kind of weird. Like we like him, see, which yeah. is which <laughs> to get back to Creed three. Uh huh. I really liked him, and I understand he wasn't probably the greatest person, and but I think they did come have a problem with how damn likable Jonathan Majors is. Uh-huh. I was rooting for him for, at some points, and it was just like that. I feel like that was a problem. It was like I was kind of on his side. I was like, yeah, it's the same. It was just like he's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I I agree. I, th- I think Again, he's great. Okay, anything, uh, I want to like anything he's going to be in in the coming future. I'm probably just going to want to see. I will be. I will be looking for and watching Devotion because I didn't see it when it was in theaters. That's like the first one that he's actually like the hero and oh, the we lead, seen main maybe lead. He isn't the hero? Maybe this is just a. Maybe it didn't do too well because like we'll be watching and then midway through he just gets um really horrible and then the white guy who's in it is the you know, subdues him and he's the hero. Ooh, I doubt it. Plot I'm going <laughs> to, I imagine he'll be the good guy. Um, he was also in the other thing is, have you, you've never, have you ever seen the harder they fall? I was telling you about this before. I've heard about was it. it? But Cause I, I was on the kick of Jonathan majors. Like I was looking, I couldn't find devotion. <laughs> so I watched it. It is. So it came out in like, uh, two years ago, I think it was, maybe it was a Netflix original or something, mm. but it is like, it's a Western all, 95 percent um black cast all the leads are black hmm. um but it's like so it's like a black western kind of okay it's got a little bit of a you know um current twist on it with the way they talk and stuff it's not entirely old western but it's pretty damn good it's hmm. pretty damn good okay. so he's in that one too as nice. a uh cool guy yeah i mean it seems like he's putting out like one or two movies every year at this point or something or yeah two looking at roles. his imdb it definitely looks like um like one or two big roles a year i mean honestly since he had like two things in 2020 actually Loki came out in oh like my god 19 bunch, or 20 yeah a bunch of things in 2019 couple two things in 2020 which one of them was lovecraft country and the blood and then loki harder they fall devotion magazine dreams and ant-man and the wasp all in like two mm, years yep he's been so, busy he's amazing yeah. Maze balls. So what do you think about his I, I kind of mentioned that he I got I liked him in his story and stuff like that. So yeah. The story of them together I liked, but it wasn't enough build up for the end for me. Yeah, I mean so obviously being me and you, we've talked about this before a little bit, but one of the things that I felt like the story like just from the trailers, trailers were done so well, got me really yes. wanting to see the movie. I was, I was like, so I love amped. this storyline. And then by the time they're doing the final fight, I was just like, the stakes aren't really that high. Like whomever, no matter what, who wins in this, everyone can go home and just right. live out their lives. I mean, it would definitely it, be embarrassing if. Sure. Um, if Michael B. Jordan's character, uh, Creed, Adonis. Uh-huh, yeah. Creed. If Creed uh, <laughs> lost, it would be embarrassing, but. Dude, no one's taking his money away. I know, yeah. He's not losing any money out of it. He's just losing the title, which everyone loses a title, it seems yeah, like, dude. every other year. I know. And then. Um, and then, uh, Damien's character, he would have just walked, walked off with yeah. the title, gotten more money. He would have lived yep. his life. They might've yep. hated each other, but everyone's 
happy. Which is <laughs> the funniest thing in the world is they did the whole fight and then they were in the locker room and then they made up being just mm-hmm. like, you know, wasn't your fault, man. Wasn't your fault either. Which is, a, it was emotional. It was a good, I thought it was a good like connection and stuff. Yeah. But the fact that they did that after everything, that could have been the second scene in the movie and the movie would have been done. Because mm-hmm. all they needed yeah. to do was just talk to each other. I go, know. I felt and bad. It, I also felt bad. And isn't it weird that that's almost like a reoccurring theme for the entire movie? It's like, should we just talk more? Right. I know. <laughs> Rather than fight? Like I, I, said, I said when it ended, Maybe. I was like, if they just listened listen to Tessa Thompson from the get-go, mm-hmm. all of this would have been over. Yeah. We would never have to watch you, this. Because even if you take a little scene like the kid, like the daughter, mm-hmm. like punching with the kid at school, it's like every like the teachers Talking or whoever, out, it's just like, <laughs> what if we just not talk with our fists and just talk? And, and then, then <laughs> well, go fuck you. Yeah, this is a fighting stupid. movie. We're gonna fight. I know that's what it felt. Like. That's definitely what it felt like. They got to the end of the movie and went, "Oh shit, we're supposed to have a fight." Oh, I forgot about this. Oh yeah, throw some anime. <laughs> Ghost ring. Um, I, I, I don't know why it. We got to the end and it didn't feel climactic. And I wonder if, I, me personally, I would have liked cut out some of the more of the family stuff mm-hmm. and do more of his like, oh, his childhood. And maybe them growing up and yeah. more about the two of them than I didn't care about the other fighter. I didn't love mm-hmm. like how he just got thrown in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the more I keep thinking about it, the more like because, you know, by the end of the fight, they were like on round 12 or whatever. And they both like beating each other up like the same yeah, amount. I think they, was... were, they were portrayed as equals. Right. <laughs> yes. And I think that was the whole point is yep. that they were like, I, I think they were trying to d- derive the point of they're it's they're it's both, like willpower is the last little bit like, right but also to the extent of like neither of these people are actually villains they're like or heroes like they're both yeah. the same like they're on the same level well so they, like i can see that conversation happening in like the writing yeah, of the script and i can everything. see i can see that and and i'm okay with that but i feel like where they went a little wrong is they randomly i feel like they just randomly put in a scene here or there to just like he was horrible like mm-hmm the beach and stuff and then but they were just like kind of random the rest of his scenes i felt like and the way they wrote it and stuff he was that like kind of quirky he's a little shy you know out of been in prison for how long he doesn't really know what to do how to Mm -hmm. do he's not as comfortable in his skin and all that stuff and then randomly it'd be like the beach and he's like a piece of shit i'm like yeah that felt out of place a little bit to me. well i also i mean the way i interpret it too was that he was um it seemed like he had a plan from the start, right? Like he went to that gym because he knew that he was probably going to be there. Yeah, that's and true. And then he had that devious plan to bring in his uh, prison buddy. Did you see in the party? Did you see them meeting in the background? I didn't see them meeting, but I um, I missed that. But as soon as like the I like I don't know what happened. I like blinked or turned away for a second, and then the fight fucking the brawl happened. But I was like, late like soon after that scene ended, I was like. I bet that was fucking planned. And then later it got, it was so weird because (laughs) I, for whatever reason, like it was a real quick shot, but in the background at one point of another scene, like you can, you can see it clearly, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not the focus of the shot. You can see him at the table with what I thought. I thought he was at the table with three people Mm -hmm. and two of them walked away and I didn't get a clear shot. But then when, then when what's his face, a random fighter got attacked and they broke his hand. I recognized that guy. I was like, whatever shirt or coat he sure. was wearing, I was like, that looks like the guy that was meeting with Jonathan Majors. Damn. Uh, yeah, that Damien. guy. <laughs> um, Damien Lillard. And then, so then that, that's the only reason. For whatever reason, I barely even got a good look, but when I saw the other guy, I was like, oh, that's definitely. Good catch. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. So, this is why I invite see, you. Not- Brandon never compliments me. <laughs> well, like, I, I love catching things like that, too, like when I do. But uh, <laughs> sometimes I obviously blink or like take a drink of my soda or some shit. But uh, that was when you were standing up throwing things at people. That's I remember now. Yeah, fuck those fuckers. Those uh, motherfuckers. But um, I would be interested to see it back again to see if they like it like if he, they gave him like that character like a certain color of shirt that, that stood out. Honestly, in the background I think it was like a silver whitish kind of thing. Yeah, because production designers will. If they're not doing it with lighting or if they're not doing it with camera, they'll might, they might draw the focus with certain colors or something else. In the and I think background. that was a, that was I think that's what they were trying to do. And I, mm-hmm. I think they did a good job because they got me. You're blind. So yeah. you didn't see it. Yeah. The camera doesn't do shit. Apparently, they, it, it, <laughs> if it's not like in the camera lens of viewer, you can't see shit. Um, I, I only see in 16 by nine. <laughs> 
That'd be so weird. Well, that was IMAX. That was the problem. That must have not been in the, that must have been yep. only in the 16 by nine right above it. That's where it happened. So you didn't uh, see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So spot. that, yeah, we'll, 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 on to that. we'll work on that. I did like Michael B. Jordan did do, I know I, you know, made a con- crack about his directing and stuff, but he did do some stuff good. Like that was well, a lot of stuff I did like, but it just kind of felt like he's one, he had like enough for a good short, enough shots for a good short. But at some mm-hmm. point you kind of turn into like the cookie cutter generic this and then that, and then this and then that. And it just didn't feel very blockbuster movie to me. You're talking about the movie as a whole. Yeah. The movie as a whole so, with Michael B. Jordan directing. Right. So I can be, there's, I'm I, okay. I'm just gonna start with this. In general, I feel like I'm more forgiving of movies than you are. Well, yes, okay. <laughs> we all know I'm an asshole. That's fine. Move on. But like, cause fuck like, off, for, Jeff. Just based, just based Go, on what you, you just know what, said. Jeff? Let me find that cat. <laughs> Leave Cammy out of this. <laughs> Cammy is sitting in on this. Uh, She's listening to every word. Will, will she? She has any comments on when Avatar Three is gonna come out, or like what? It, maybe it's cat people. Well, yeah. all of Avatar's cat people. No mind. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, I don't remember what, what you're talking gonna, about. So. <laughs> well, it was about you being okay. So, oh, yeah, first, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's you being is. critical. <laughs> that doesn't narrow anything down. That could we that in every conversation, that's every podcast episode. You know, you didn't word that well. I think you could. <laughs> Let me rephrase. <laughs> so I'm less critical, <laughs> but uh, the, the first, thing, <laughs> just based on what you were saying, though, the first thing that comes to my mind, throwing Michael B. Jordan into this. You're already on a structured set of sequels of movies mm-hmm. to where you have you're almost having to follow a certain style already to the extent of where he did tweak it for the anime I mean, stuff. He tweaked a lot. Like uh, I, I wouldn't like. know, but um, I know I'm so excited for. Brandon also hasn't watched either of them, uh, one or two. So uh, I imagine he'll still watch three. Yeah, just because it's a movie that came out, yeah. so he'll watch that. <laughs> so I'm excited for you guys to watch one or at least one yeah. to see if I'm crazy or if it is a drastically different style. Right. <laughs> he did he definitely had the structure but it definitely looked like they gave him enough um wiggle room to do kind of yeah. what he whatever he wanted and i am curious about that dynamic because ryan apparently from what i looked up ryan coogler, coogler. was the director coogler oh. was the director we of one and two what sorry one of the cool things about the red, uh, carpet, the red carpet was we got to see those people like i've never seen him i just knew the name he was cool <laughs> yeah right dude uh, like i knew yeah i knew his name but I, we never got to see him mm-hmm. he looks cool I yeah, like him. He feels a little awkward in front of the camera. Yeah, but just who, I'm, I'm I mean, the same way. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> we we can tell in this podcast. And then um, we got to see some other people too. I'm trying to think of the other people. The daughter. Yeah, we got the daughter, Tessa, Tessa Michael B. Short. What's... Dreadlocks, dude. Dreadlocks, dude. He didn't was, talk, but that was he was crazy. There. He was yeah, he was in the background. <laughs> I wonder if they are. But it's so weird that he was hanging around the little girl. I know. Not in a creepy way. Not in a, well, I don't think in a creepy way. But anyway, the little, the little, the daughter. I, I'll be honest. I think he was just waiting to see if he should, if he was going to get called nah, to talk next. Nah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's a pervert. <laughs> allegedly. So then he, she was talking to the interviewer. Um, they were, I mean, they were signing and having a conversation. And in the background, this dude, we saw this dude that had the longest like dreads. A white guy that had dreads to when he turned around. It's like calves. Oh my god, dude! It was two calves. It was crazy. So he, we really noticed that. We started talking about it. So that, and then in the movie, we both realized he's the ref. No, he's the announcer for the final fight. That he's yep. like in the ring. The, it, it just took us an extra second because all his dreads were curled up. Oh on yeah, top that's of his right. Head. Yeah, it was like twisted it was up. like you see it, and like then you're just like, what is that? And you're like, he's going dreadlocks. Yeah, no, we, both, we both freaked out exactly at the same time. Uh, I I do apologize. I uh, I got us off topic again. Can you remember uh, Ryan Coogler? Yes, what he looks yes. like. Okay, yeah, he yeah. drafted well, the first two. Well, I was talking about well, something different. Than that, that was what yes. I interrupted you with. That's how I keep track. <laughs> but um, yeah, Ryan Coogler. Uh, oh, you know what's cool? In the red carpet, we got to see him. Okay, sorry, I won't do it. Uh, in the mummy. Uh... <laughs> so where did we? Where did I leave off there? I think... I'll be honest. Last I think I because you did sections. It was I think it was the camel race, and you were saying that yeah, like the cram- like what they Rick got- was so mean that he like ripped Ken- uh, Benny off of the camel. Dude, he killed Benny. Like in reality, <laughs> but let's he be- pulled he pulled the dude <laughs> off the camel. I agree. He left him to die. He's a horrible human <laughs> yes. being. I don't. Disagree. But let's also be honest. Benny's like a crash dummy in that movie. Oh, oh, oh my god, it's unbelievable. <laughs> he gets he gets left in a in a, a pyramid to die. Dude, that'd be horrible. Can that you would imagine? Suck. Also, All the little scarabs going around. Also, what is this? 
<laughs> yeah, right. Also, that's the stupidest like security system or whatever. There's a lever in the pyramid mm-hmm. that if you pull it, the whole thing just comes like kind of down. Like yeah, it's the, not even a sign or cr- anything. It crushes some stuff. Where did all those rocks go that were holding everything up originally? Because there's walls. And I mean, the, that lever was... Did they sink into the ground also? That lever was magical. Yes. Anyways, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> well, let's be honest. There was magic in that yes. movie. Oh, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. Logic with Logic. magic. <laughs> Jonathan Majors is... Oh, shit. Whoa. He's, come, he's pre-production in Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars, The Man in My Basement as Charles Blakely. And then 48 hours in Vegas. Wait, why did we go to Jonathan Mayor- Majors? Because uh, his, his IMDb page has been up this whole time on my laptop. Oh, and but I just we were talking about Ryan Coogler. <laughs> oh, hey, Ryan Coogler. I saw him. What movie is that? We went in. The red carpet screening? Yeah, the red carpet screening. Which, what movie was that? Uh, the Mummy. That's oh, what it was. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, duh. go ahead. <laughs> what do you want to um, We'll <laughs> finally get to it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, this point be, being. This better be the greatest point ever. <laughs> well, okay. Point being. Michael B. Jordan directed Creed 3. Ryan oh, Coogler, really? oh, Ryan Coogler <laughs> directed 1 and 2. Uh-huh. So I was, uh, the thing I was going to say was that I was, I'd be interested in the dynamic of how that works because he was also a close producer on, well, on the uh, Was he a close well. producer or was he just a producer? Because was he not working on um, something else at the same time probably? I mean, the only thing I could think of was Black Panther. Well, yeah, I imagine that was that a gigantic thing. Yeah, but I don't know how those timelines work because bla- let's be honest, Black Panther got pushed back. Like, honestly, it had to have been like a year and a half. It was supposed to release in 2021, I think. But that is very true. But, who, but also, I bet you those those people are they are uh, shooting pickups until the day it comes out. Unless they're just doing CG for all of it. CG. <laughs> You know, it's Marvel, it's Disney. Kevin Coogler. <laughs> but yes, uh, anyways, Ryan Coogler was uh, basically involved in all three, but uh, handed over the reins to Michael B. Jordan for the third one for reasons yep. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I mean, my guess is he just wanted to like, move on because the other one felt very good, the second one. Honestly, the second one, if it ended after the second one, I think the story would have been okay. Hmm. Like yeah. I was pumped about a, a three, but if they were like, okay, that's it. One, two. We're doing yeah, a different series. It would have been okay. So I'm wondering, rap, in summation, uh, maybe Ryan, Ryan Coogler, <laughs> Coogler wanted to just like move on and try something different just because he kind of like got everything he had yeah. of, wanted out of Creed. Yeah, I would agree with that. It, it did seem like it. Even from like the little bit we saw him on the red carpet screening, he felt like he was just there because his name was attached that's to what I was. That's what I was thinking. When I definitely <laughs> saw him too, just like, yeah, this is so great, but... Yeah, Michael B. You. Jordan's been doing a great job. Like, right, I'm I know. I'm to see <laughs> yeah. it, like, him coming into this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, you, um, did you know... Did you see what they shot on? Because I think they told us... It it during Again, during this red carpet affair... Screen. <laughs> um, they, when they're interviewing Michael B. Jordan, they talked about, it was the first time, was it a first time in action oh, they did or is it a boxing movie that shot on IMAX cameras or oh, what did you they tell say? me whatever the proper thing. Um, God, I don't remember. I forgot what they he, said. Well, yeah. So he definitely said, I think he, I want to say he said sports movie. I think so. Yeah. Um, and that, that would have been my guess sports movie. And then he, his hilariously, he was like, I didn't realize that. I just shot it on IMAX because it's cool yeah. and then some people told me after the fact <laughs> and I just loved that when we heard that because I get the first thing that pops into my head because <laughs> I do because I do cinematography work is that I was just like oh awesome to work with a director that is just like yes, no. yeah um just shoot it on whatever you do want whatever you and want. then the, in the back the DP is like I haven't shot an IMAX yet. Let's shoot this in IMAX. <laughs> DP's going, oh my god I'm gonna do so much cool stuff I'm gonna do whatever I want the uh, the cinematographer we looked him up. He is I forgot his name. I know. I'm, look, I'm trying to quickly look. I'm gonna look up what they actually shot this on too. Yeah, let me. Whoa. So wait, is Keegan Keenan Coogler? Is that Ryan Coogler's brother? And do they write stuff together? Because I'm seeing uh, the first writer is Keenan Coogler. I think he said something about his brother, Kramer. It says story by Ryan Coogler, screenplay by a slash story by Keenan Coogler. Oh, okay. So, well, they then that means they just gave like Ryan 
the whole thing well it's the same as like the whole thing is based off of a character by <laughs> Sylvester Stallone right, right. so I imagine he Coogler needs to get a I'm sure he worked on like the base story and was like this is how the probably structure should go and then what's his face is the one that uh, wrote down the individual mm-hmm. lines and shit oh interesting about the cameras a red V Raptor was used on it as well Ooh, as a pan- I like the word Raptor that's cool. yeah well that's the new 8k red Raptor oh, really like the red V Raptor Velociraptor because they have well cause so oh, the, is it the, the, <laughs> yeah the third gen is red Komodo was the first one that they released I knew that and then red V Raptor and then I mean that's all I guess that's all they have at the moment <laughs> The, the two they're, the long, they're bound to the ring long list of <laughs> oh my god it's so expensive I, I dude i've been thinking about getting one of those Jeez. i thought about getting one last year but then i was like mm, i'm gonna wait but what the v raptor yeah oh my god dude forty thousand dollars jeez get the fuck out of here I can't. Whoa. I can't imagine spending forty thousand. Well, you're probably you're probably also looking at a kit. I don't need a lot of sh- like. I have a lot of attachments and shit that I can I put on it. Think. I think the body itself I thought was like thirty, but what thirty thousand? I'm yeah. on B and H, digital red digital cinema V Raptor XL XK XL. Okay, so V-V-H. the XL. Hey, shut up. Cinema camera V mount. Parentheses V mount. The XL versions are like almost twice as much as the base body well it's 40 39,995 so yeah. technically not 40,000 so i did lie the about budget that. range i'm looking for for a red is around 20 or 30 <laughs> anyways they shot some on the red v raptor but then also pan- a combination of panavision and they use t-series and va lenses which i'm not familiar with what those are yeah um which i imagine those were paired with the panavision in particular oh well because uh, the panavision oh god there's the whole list they have they shot in the Sony Venice as well. Is it normal to shoot this many wide brands? So I feel like... Because well, usually I feel like somebody's like, oh, we're using Panasonic well, and then just go through the Panasonic. It's not common to mix cameras like that because their sensors and color technology <laughs> is different. <laughs> the DP doing whatever. He's like, you know what? I'm going to shoot. <laughs> well, so... I'm going to shoot. I'm going to read this Well, week. you know what? I think this almost supports our idea that the DP was just like, I haven't shot an IMAX yet. Is because probably. he probably chose IMAX, right? But then there's a lot, probably like those certain camera angles or something that you can't. These these IMAX cameras are like they're pretty big. You have to load film onto these fuckers. Mm, that is true. And so if you have to get it tucked down into a, a <laughs> tight spot or put it on a weird car or bike or some shit, you're probably going to use a smaller camera. Well, also, we go back to like why we said we were talking about before is the first one. I if I remember correctly, maybe I'm mis- misremembering which movie it is, but I believe that's the movie that the cameraman got tr- boxing lessons mm-hmm. so that they could have the same feel as the boxers and kind of sway with them and like movement yeah. around the ring. Cause it would be like a long shot. Like they'd be in the ring mm-hmm. and he'd be dancing. The camera would be moving around the guys. Yeah. You can't do that with the, with the cinema, I, the IMAX, I'll be right? Honest, I don't unless, ever remember unless seeing the rock was uh, the cameraman <laughs> and carrying all that <laughs> gear. Seriously. You'd have to have Michael Cena backing him up on it too. <laughs> Loading. <laughs> oh God, that would be a sight. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I can't even remember seeing any images of anyone handholding an IMAX camera because they're just typically Physically very large. <laughs> <laughs> they train in all year just to carry this one IMAX. Yeah. So that might also be a thing too. Like when they're actually in the ring and moving around and stuff, they could have probably switched over to another. That's what I wanted. Well, the first fight, um, I forgot what which you. Uh huh. I was gonna say actually you because pointed of, at me while well, I was so, pointing at you. <laughs> it just sorry, a thought occurred to me. I bet I know when they used the Red Raptor was when those uh, those extreme slow motion shots because oh. slow motion for film cameras is really fucking hard because yes. you have to over crank those fucking the film slight like going through the reel especially if it's film yeah like that shit like some of those mechanics can't go that film? fast stop it stop <laughs> it tell that to chris you don't even, and Hoyt you, Hoyt i will talk i will talk oh no that's james cameron not <laughs> i was gonna i was about to say i'll have a conversation with cammy back behind the couch um especially you don't even shoot on film no, I, I yeah, shot in so it in school, you're, but you're in the you're in the future. They're well, film, in the past. Film is expensive. You're better than them. Digital is. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, digital is better. the future. It's efficient. Of course, it's not the future. It's the present. It it is also the future. Fools. <laughs> because it's also the future. Because but they've it's also because I don't know if you knew, but since the Revenant came out, that was mm-hmm. the first movie they shot the 
on the new uh, Aria Alexa 65, which is a 65 millimeter digital sensor, which is very close to IMAX format. Did they use that? Nope. Um, an Ari. No, no I don't think some, so. They did some film. They did the mixture of the, the film and the digital. Right? When it comes to Hoytman Hoytima, he's just fucking around with cameras and I'm sorry, how did you say that? Shit. What? Hoytman Hoytima. Hoytima. I see. I never do the Hoytima at the, the end. I think I always say Hoyt van Hoytman or something like that. That <laughs> sounds about right. The last one is, that's the trouble one for me. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm saying his full <laughs> name right point. either. Maybe I've never, heard, I've never heard anyone actually say it out loud. Yeah, nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about that. <laughs> you don't talk about Hoyt Did I say Hoytima. like, did I say the DP's name for, I mean, it's <laughs> awesome. never, I know, we never did. Uh, Kramer <laughs> Morgenthal. Yeah. That's why I can't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> He's American too, with that last name. We are a, a, sorry, a melting sorry. pot of uh, <laughs> culture here You're in America. Horrible. Okay. This was not supposed to be an in-depth. This, uh, this was... Anyways, my point being, let, let's back this up a bit. I don't the, remember. The, it was, I remember. Okay. So I, I was saying that they probably mixed in the red V-Raptor camera for those really slow motion shots because IMAX cameras and film cameras can't really shoot that high of frame rates because the mechanics just can't, that doesn't sure. allow you to do it. Um, and the red V Raptor, I think can shoot up to like, I think it's 4k at 240 frames, which is really good for when I was looking real quick. I saw like 120,000, but I think that was at like 8k or something. So they, it, can the shoot, it can shoot 120 frames at 8K, I believe. I, yes. And then for 4K, because I it's less. I believe 240. Let, the sensor you don't need as much. Yeah. It's smaller, so you can do more. Yes. They're um, basically frames. computers. So like, if I've you seen, compensate I've, here, you can. Yeah, I've watched a lot there. of um, slow-mo guys mm-hmm. um, where he shoots extreme slow motion. Yeah. But he does a lot of, he does a lot of informative videos also. And they're just explaining, you know, the resolution, even like going into like his tv or whatever the old versus led and he, yeah he goes close enough to see like pixels and yep. all the different sensors and stuff so um i've seen some of those so this was not supposed to be <laughs> this was a, not supposed to be a tech talk <laughs> in in depth conversation about <laughs> movie camera but back to the film so yes. that's why i think they had a v raptor on some of those shots i think they were those slow motion shots that makes sense no i now that you explain it that totally makes sense yeah but still that's still there's much more of a wider range granted i can't imagine they're shooting like the family stuff on imax cameras like i know that it would be easier to because it's bigger well but who, why would you do that uh probably i mean in order if you're shooting at imax and you're labeling it as imax you're probably trying to shoot as much of it as you can as imax and let's be honest we saw that it was shot in atlanta yeah, that's a lot of it. So any of those house scenes or things like that, probably in a like on a soundstage I'm so or a studio. Annoyed by that, it was such an LA. They talked about it in the red carpet too. They talked about it being an LA movie. Yep. I I I mean, they even threw in little shit that like I caught in the very beginning. Like a uh, young Damien was wearing a Jackie Robinson mm, Dodgers yep. uniform, and I was like, that's OG yeah, LA. Right. And then they were in they were in the Staples Center when they had a Lakers chair there yep. not a clippers chair mm-hmm. i'm sure that was a thing i gotta ask my buddy to see if he even care if he noticed that or if he cares about that because yeah. um, he's a clippers fan and then then they went back to the oh the dodger stadium mm-hmm. that was the big fight was in dodger stadium which yep. was looked pretty and cool. they even called it the fight for la or something yes, yeah and then fight yeah during Angeles. it he said eight <laughs> times i feel like this fight in la oh it's a great fight in la fight for la oh he's the champion of la god guys get over and then put creed on top of uh, the hollywood sign yes there was the hollywood <laughs> sign yeah he was uh paulo adonis adonis um what'd you how'd you feel about the um the little girl the deaf girl um that in the signing with the family and everything i thought she did exceptional like oh really i think so like i i um I she was, was okay very, i th- well okay so I I, i'm critical you have well, <laughs> yes but also you have other comparisons like you've seen coda and i mean i've seen the last of us which they had another yes um, yes which deaf kid um acting in it as well yeah it's so hard because it's like i feel like she obviously she's actually deaf she's really deaf so and like her signing felt a little slowed down but still her signing to me felt um fine everyone else i feel like every other time i see it in movies it's just so slow mm-hmm. and like feels like it's very basic because it's like the sign language um, 
the way you do the sign and like mm-hmm. the vibe you um do it it's just the same the tone of when we talk like right if you're like if you're angry you're like yeah you're like you know you're really doing it. and i feel like it's always so subdued whenever i see it in movies mm-hmm. not coda was great yeah um but then this one is i felt like the family was um very subdued which kind of makes sense you know they learned yeah. it i'm sure mm-hmm. within that year and everything yeah um well it was interesting that they decided to just they decided to make her deaf and like really barely talk about it honestly yeah, it was just well, a thing i was just uh it was confusing or well because i just didn't have any background information even from prior movies but coming in from my perspective of not seeing any other creed movies i didn't know if th- there was no information given to me on that background because of the fact that one tessa thompson's character i realized that she was hard of hearing to some extent and then i was like does that even yes, does that correlate true. to how this daughter came into play interesting um I don't know. Honestly, I just, I didn't, just didn't think about it. Yeah, it's just like because the the hard of hearing is a bigger thing in the previous movies, mm-hmm. but more it's more of because she loves singing and performing. Like right. you got a vibe. I got of a, that. And I got a one, hint of that. Yeah, but it was like such a big part of her life, and yeah. it was so important to her. And it was a so big thing. Then, and, but because of the thing that she had, which I forget it kind of exactly. I think she's just slowly losing it. I don't mm-hmm. remember if it's like a is disease it tinnitus? or anything. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's something that she could pass on to the kid, but right. And I don't, but at, yeah. because she was losing that, she was losing a part of something she loved. And that mm-hmm. was a big thing. Um, and then, then they kind of, they talked about a little bit in this one. Um, so, I thought it was a decent callbacks and two. Yeah. So I'm asking because I just really don't know where does this movie sit timeline wise to Creed two? Like, cause that, oh. that kid was like. She had to be like eight or something, yeah. probably. I would think. Yeah, Does I mean, honestly, right? eight or ten years after the other, because, after the two, because two, he was. I think he, if I remember correctly, two, he was a big name by then, um, but he was still kind of fighting to be a champion and and really be the undisputed and everything. Mm-hmm. So then, and then this one, I think it felt like it jumped to his end of his career. Because right. he was young, okay, early twenties, I want to say. Okay, that makes I more think, sense to me. But that—that's kind of—that's me just. Well, because I, I got I the feel. sense they didn't say exactly how old he was in Creed Three, but I got the sense that he was like mid thirties or something. Yeah, give I, or I take. can see that. I can see that. Um, so if yeah, if he seemed like he was in his mid twenties or something in Creed Two, who in their mid thirties doesn't have a kid? Obviously, <laughs> we'll find and, out. Like an eight-year-old. <laughs> I can't have an eight-year-old at this point. <laughs> it's impossible. No. Well, I could steal one. Um, but yeah, so I felt like he was like in his mid-thirties. It was like ten years or so after. So, but it was interesting that they decided to go with because it, it didn't feel like it was connected to the mom. Um, have, uh, Tessa Thompson having the hearing issue. It didn't right. seem like they connected it in any way, shape, or yeah, form. Yeah, and after that, that. that was a sense I got too. But then I just thought it was interesting that they were both hearing impaired. Yes. To an extent. And I was like, Which, that's honestly, until you said something, I didn't, I didn't even connect those. Hmm. And I totally forgot about it um, until you just said something. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It occurred to me, but that's also because I was just like in my head, I was like, what am I missing here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe I am missing something. Someone yeah. explain to me. I'm just going to take That's when you stood on. up in the theater, turned was, around yeah. and I was like, oh, hey, he's having that meeting in the background. <laughs> but you didn't listen. Yep. Never do. I <laughs> never freaking do. <laughs> So if they came out Creed Four, would you go and see it? Probably, yeah. Um, but I also my opinion on that might change after seeing one and two. I don't know. I want to see them as a collective first. Well, I guess. Well, four. It, I guess there is the differences. Four with Michael B. Jordan directing, and four without Michael B. Jordan directing. Oh, okay. So that'd be interesting because I mean, I, you only have Michael B. Jordan's yeah uh, for reference right now. Um, I mean, I'd probably go see it. Um. But it's like, hey, Creed Four, Michael B. Jordan, he's directing again. Yeah, I'd still probably go see it. Um, I, it, because even just seeing Creed Three has got me wanting to go see Creed One and Two, and then rewatching the Rocky movies. Like I haven't seen the Rocky movies in forever. Yeah, but, the Rocky movie. Um, some of the Rocky movies are good. Like I don't even think I've seen all because they have like five of them, don't they? I think so. I, mean, I don't I've, remember exactly, but there's a bunch because like his kid grows up and man, yeah. That like one speech is great, kid. though. The one that was like, oh, I held you in my hand right here. You were so tiny. You don't know that one? I, I, it it's sounds the familiar. one. It talks. It, he's like, um, it's not about how you getting. What is it? It's not about getting knocked down. 
it's how hard you can get knocked down and still get and get uh, back yes. up. Yep. That's one of so that's one of the Classic. later like Rocky Five or something. Like oh, that. that's in Rocky Five. I believe so, man. Because I I have heard that before. Because the, the one the 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 person that he's talking to is Rocky's kid, mm, but he's okay. what thirty? Yeah, <laughs> he's like thirty in that clip. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of the later Rocky movies. Okay. Did you see that uh, Sylvester Stallone was uh, some form of a producer on this yeah, one I'm as sure. well? Yeah, he got his money, and I have no yep. doubt. I wonder <laughs> if he, he wasn't even on the, the red carpet. Granted, that uh, white honky would look weird uh, with all the... <laughs> <laughs> well, there was the dread dude. He was there. Yeah, he had dreads. He's, he's, <laughs> he's in. <laughs> he's in. Hell yeah. Do you hear him in the, uh, in the ring? He sounded so cool. In the movie, he sounded so yes, cool. Yes, I, I remember. Well, screw you, man. Whatever. The, uh, the very... Uh, do you think the... the Fight scenes, the boxing matches. Do how did you feel like there was a different style while they were shooting, or did it feel like it was all the same? Because to me, the very first movie, uh, movie, the very first <laughs> fight, um, where he was like going, they were going through. Oh, he's this is his final fight of his career, and he's got yeah. it very early. Uh-huh. Felt such like a video game to me. Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying because I remember, I don't remember the the framing or composition that you were mentioning where it felt like there was like person on the left person on the right fight mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I remember it. Um, I mean, I, I just will keep comparing it to the Sherlock Holmes style of like that initial fight in the like mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Or Sherlock Holmes mo- movie where it's like outside of that to me, Oh, there was obviously that was okay. a video game to me, but like, I felt <laughs> like the rest of it felt very, you know, one over, over one shoulder over the other shoulder, mm-hmm. very kind of standard, which yeah, it didn't feel like the other ones, at least to me, the first fight. Do you think yeah. you think it did for you? Well, no. So like the, the things that stuck out to me in the fights were honestly the slow Sherlock motion Holmes. stuff and that style. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's the stuff that stuck out but to me But he didn't do that in anything else, did he? He did it towards on the last fight as well a did couple he? times. Maybe not not like the, not the like, it was like the very last punch that he like got that little sense vision and then mm, like punched, I remember that punched, th- punched through Jonathan Major's yep. like hands and like knocked poked him out. out a little bit. It was like, hello. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was so <laughs> um, weird. Yeah, like he split his arms and make sure he's still. Oh, know, shit, he's like, I'm blocking there. my face. Oh, wait, I'm not. Right? <laughs> I will say that made me think I really enjoyed. It felt like Jonathan Major's his fighting style was so um, not polished. Because he's been in jail yeah. for so long. He doesn't have professional training. So it really felt, I, I thought it fit the character very well right. to me. Well, one thing that actually, I, I want to say kind of bugged me or just uh, was really weird to me was that in that fight with um the other guy that was holding the title in like the mid fight or whatever, when Jonathan Majors first oh, yeah. gets in the mm-hmm. ring for the title, whatever his um, name is. he was like kind of cheating and like breaking rules uh, uh, jonathan majors yes yes and uh-huh. and then during that final fight it was all clean like he he didn't do any weird shit yeah that is very i'm trying to think. Uh, that weirded me out because he literally like threw a punch missed but then elbowed the shit out of yep. that dude's cheek yeah but then i was expecting some shit like that was towards the end did. like i felt like he did a one or he like might have punched him in the thing. arm i think he did like some small things nothing like blatant like Trying to pull the guy's shoulder right, but no, out because he heard him tell he heard him earlier and stuff right. like that. Well, but that was the, also the other weird thing. He was doing homework on being like uh, Adonis is like old. He has like bad shoulders or bad yep. ribs. He was like studying, and then he didn't do anything about that. Yep. And even and even to that extent, Adonis, um, I think it was like he noticed that he was hurting on his uh, on Damien's rib because then at the very end he kept hitting that mm-hmm. spot. So it was like. Yeah, it was a little. It was it was weird. It, it was a little inconsistent. I do. I do. Well, I feel like about the first hit. Dame's first fight is it, it goes to my where they randomly had him be, the bad guy kind of mm-hmm. where he's like sometimes they kind of realize they're like oh shit he's supposed to be the bad guy yeah this isn't supposed to be a a great story about <laughs> this guy up coming up he's supposed to be the villain yeah. so let's throw in little cheap shots here and there yeah. and then then it went back to their normal writing of him yeah <laughs> i just expected it going into that final fight i expected it to be like the karate kid to where he like <laughs> cheats and beats the shit out of uh adonis yep. and yep. then adonis comes up with a fucking crane kick and wins the match it did kind of, <laughs> that would mean oh my god can you imagine if he did the crane kick and then they get sued and they're like whoa what are you talking about we made that up <laughs> He looks nothing like the other guy. 
<laughs> you didn't put his arms all the way out. You put them halfway out. Yeah, duh. <laughs> no, it's like a mid crane kick. Also, it's a boxing match, so <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have done that. I, which I, I'm not. But realizing. you know what I'm saying. Like he no, no, no. Jonathan Majors would have done that, and oh. then he would have just punched him. And like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Idiot. They should. They should have had the fight like set up where it's like, oh, if Jonathan Major loses, he goes back to jail because fake reasons that we've made up. Yeah, and the stakes would have been higher. All right, that would yeah. have been that would have been better. Yeah. Idiots. Um, <laughs> All right, we're remaking it. <laughs> Creed 4, <Yep>. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff and Cammy. It's just Cammy running, the little cat running around. On her little uh, director's chair. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is the making of. They're going to make Creed 4. We're going to make the making of Creed 4. Cammy's cut. Yep. Cammy's cut. Cammy's director's cut. <laughs> and it's just two hours of Cammy sitting in a uh, director's chair. <laughs> what do you think? it's <laughs> a good point it's a good point cut it a little bit shorter do it again act better <laughs> we got it moving on that meow was we got it clear the uh, <laughs> see i'm still learning the lingo you'll get there it's okay yeah it's fine um okay so and you got anything else on your mind that you kind of want to mention mm-hmm. so you thought it was shot do you did you think, how'd you think overall Jordan B, <laughs> Michael B, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan B, comma, Michael, um, was JBM. He, how'd he do directing? What'd you think? Um, I mean. directing debut, which this is crazy that they were like. Right. Have you ever directed anything? No. You want to just do this like. You've been in movies though. So you know what? Here you go. Which, um, but I mean like, I'm not saying. He couldn't be a director, yeah. but do some small stuff first. Sure. Before you're like, I'm going to look up the budget. Yeah, you know, I hope it, I can find it's the It's one budget. of those classic examples of just, uh, he knew the right people and they gave well, him yeah. the opportunity, obviously. They were, Ryan Coogler was like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to do this last one. He's and like, then Michael was like, Creed 3. hey <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm here. I can do it. I've um, been watching. But to be honest, I'll, for a director debut, I think he did fine. Sixty-five million dollars, not too bad. Yeah, I thought it'd be. I thought it was a bigger. I didn't remember what the budget, but still, like, yeah. Can you imagine your first first movie? Mm-hmm. Here's sixty-five million dollars. Make the third of the Creed movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like that's he's, a lot. He's almost already set up for success in a way because of the, the See, Creed. That's so funny because I would. My thought was he's set up to fail because the expectations are so high. But that doesn't change the amount of people that go see it at least initially opening weekend, which is. What, what, isn't that ima- usually one of the bigger deals? But can you imagine if Creed makes, well, I'll look up what the other two made, but can you mm-hmm. imagine if it made like a third of the other ones? That's a hor- That's going to be, oh, it's Michael B. Jordan, obviously. Mm-hmm. What else changed? Yeah. Like, that's a big thing. I think it was just a big, it was a big thing for them to put on his shoulders. I mm-hmm. think he did okay. Yeah. It was a little inconsistent, though. I liked a lot of individual parts, but not overall. I don't know. For what, maybe I'm a cynic. <laughs> but um, I th- think it could have been could have been better that could have been bad shot and i agree i think he could have done better but uh, uh but as far like you know if i put myself into directing my first film and it was it happened to be this movie and it turned out the way it did it's not bad well i no i agree i yeah. I, I well that's the problem is like for me it's like i look at michael b jordan his first film how he did big budget so much pressure mm-hmm. he did well but then when i look at it in terms of Creed 1, Creed 2, Creed 3. How was Creed 3 in this right. trilogy? I don't think it held up to the other ones. And I, I think, unfortunately, it is Michael B. Jordan. He yeah. may, now, is Creed 3 a good movie, excluding the other ones? That's a different conversation for right. me personally. And that's, how, that's the only for perspective me. I have right now. So yes, that's, that's, why, that's exactly, why it's hard right? for me to answer. Well, that's why I do think he did a good job. It just yeah. didn't fit with the other ones for me. I was like showing up expecting. And that makes sense. Yeah. The first, I can't wait for you to watch it and be like, dude, it is the exact same movie. <laughs> and then <laughs> me just feel stupid. <laughs> How much do you think this one's going to make? The first one made, wow, 173 mil. Okay. I feel like it should have made more hmm. on a 35 mil budget. Okay. And opened at 29. The second one made, you want to guess? Um, first one was 173. I want to say it made more. I agree. I want to say 250. Ooh, so close. 214. Ah. So, a small increase. So, we'll see. I wonder what he's going to make. If he makes over 
who makes over 200 that's a yeah. success i don't care if it's like 209 or yeah. whatever if, it, if it's over 200 that's mm-hmm. a success i think regardless i think it's good enough that it, it will uh-huh. make over 200 hasn't made any money yet it made money from us. Ooh, you <laughs> fucking liars. I wonder. But this I wonder... is on the DL. This was an exclusive VIP event. <laughs> Do, did we pay? What we watched was exclusively invited by <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. What we watched. Sponsored by Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think uh, it's good enough that it will, the first opening weekend, people will go see it. They'll think it was good enough to tell their friends to go see it as well and because it's the third installment of that uh trilogy of creed it will it'll make money. i think it'll uh, make i think it'll probably it make bomb. more there's no way it's gonna bomb no. that's yeah. a promise mm-hmm. i will cut jeff's small toe off <gasps> if it bombs god i hope it bombs um but <laughs> but uh, i don't know i think it's gonna make we're gonna predict full run 230 i think that's what's gonna walk out the door mm-hmm. and i'm gonna have such mixed feelings because i don't that it's you know more successful technically and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe more people, maybe not as many people saw the first one and the second one as as I thought because I went and saw them both and I enjoyed yeah. them. I mean, I remember it, hearing about them. It's just uh, I think because when did those movies come out? It probably came out. Twenty fifteen was the first one. Ah, uh, yeah. So I was still finishing up college, and I was. And the second one was twenty eighteen. Wow. Okay. And then this one was five years later. Yeah, that makes wow. sense. Why I didn't see those. Um. Because first, well, first one, supposed to mean? first one, I was in what's college. What's that supposed to mean, man? I was in film school and I didn't have time for shit. <laughs> I was paying money to go to school and paying for money to actually shoot these fucking films. This is very true. Um, second one came yeah, out. You bought a forty thousand dollars? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, but uh, second one came out. I hadn't seen the first one. It kind of just was like, no, I, I'm yeah, that's always, everyone always <laughs> it. I, I, weirdly, I actually love like jumping into the end of a series or like the middle and just watching a movie. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. <laughs> well, then when it's Hunger the, Games, it, I did that with the, I watched the third Hunger Games in theaters after seeing none nice. of the other ones. Oh, God. Reading none of I don't the even think that one was, that, that's a rough Maybe one to do. Maybe it's not the Whatever, the last one. I don't even think the third one was that like. I don't remember if it was the third great. one. Whatever the last, last one was. Yeah. Was um, that three? I think pretty sure. I'm not pretty sure, sure it was sure. trilogy, but uh, do you want to rate it? I'll let you. I'll put a little like tab somewhere. Yeah, I'll rate it. Um, so anything. Um, in it's interesting. So uh-huh. listening to your guys's podcast, mm-hmm. your guys's ratings. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like comparing my rating is going to be interesting because I will give a movie a slight, like probably it, a whole point worth more if it was technically and visually stunning to me. <laughs> it's so weird like well, we all have a different so like what makes a great movie i'm just like god what they did in nope was fucking amazing technically that's getting a high rating <laughs> i i i, I mean it definitely goes into it for me at least is like if they made a good movie mm-hmm. and they made something uh, amazing even if the story isn't it gets a little bit up mm-hmm. i always feel like i'm much more compressed but then my lows aren't that low and my highs aren't that high. But Brandon is <laughs> on either spectrum. Yeah, it's like, either like a 10.1 or it's a one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then there's the changes that happen at the end of the year. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, but as far as ratings for Creed 3, I'd probably... Going in, I wanted to say it was probably going to be a 7. And I think I'm probably going to... S- if I had to you rated I, it before you even showed up well I was like in theory wow. I was like it's gotta be it can't be bet like I was like in general I was like it's gotta be somewhere around a seven in my head and I think that's still accurate I want to say if I had to rate it compared to other movies in my head that I have not rated yet um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna rate I would probably give it a 6.75 6.75 Interesting. So you liked it as much as Brandon liked. No, I'm <laughs> oh damn it! I have to change it. <laughs> you gotta change it all to Brandon's. Oh, you liked it the same amount that Brandon liked Emily the Criminal. Just so you know. Oh, weird. Seems seems. Like... I liked Emily the Criminal probably a little better. Like I probably would have said I liked it like a seven point two five or seven point five. Seven point two five. Jeez. Um. <laughs> Six point seven five. That's not too bad, honestly. I feel like I'm. I'm around that. I should do 6.75. No, um, <laughs> I think I'm around that range also because mm-hmm. I definitely liked it. I liked it more than the whale. Um, God damn it. 
I think <laughs> I think I liked interesting. Cabin in the Woods. I mean, Knock at the Cabin already feels a little low to me at six. Because I think... That is low. I didn't, I didn't it's realize int- you rated it that low. Yeah. I, it's interesting because, I, granted, I don't know if I liked which one I liked more. Because I think... I would put them on the same tier. I think I like them about the same. I, I agree they are on the same tier. Technically, camera-wise, probably Knock at the Cabin... Mm-hmm. more well that's why i think i'd put them on the same tier i think i liked the story a little better from creed 3 but i technically like the camera shots and other stuff from knock at the cabin i liked a little more so therefore they kind of like line up together closely to me yeah that's true all right i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go six point i'm gonna go 6.25 it's the 6.25, it feels a little low at the moment, mm-hmm. just but I'm personally comparing it to the other ones, and mm-hmm. it didn't live up to my expectations, which maybe it's just expectations in general, and yeah. I was amped for if this you had to, It's not an official rating, but if you had to toss out a rating for, let's, say, Creed, two. let's say two, because two was obviously your favorite. Why I was think, two my favorite? I don't know. It seemed like you it's kind of hinted to, at it. Honestly, it's hard to differentiate them. <laughs> okay. Well, it all feels like one Creed one and two. <laughs> honestly, they would be in the they would be in the high sevens range to me. I oh, think. Oh wow! Really okay. quickly, just like throwing that out there because I feel like they're well written. Mm-hmm. This one didn't feel as well written to me. I felt like some of the lines were kind of cheesy. The dialogue didn't have nuance necessarily. It was just mm-hmm. very upfront, very heavy handed. Speaking on the cheesy lines. 90% you, of the time. Did you notice that in the trailer? You said that pointed out it that cheesy line. It was not in there. I yes, know, they right? took it out just for you. Yeah, where she, I, <laughs> that's why he invited me. Um, yeah, the line where she's like, she looks at him. He's like, wow. I, if talking's done, well, I guess you got to fight him. Yeah, like, that exactly. feels like such a cheesy <laughs> and line. And then I was waiting for it when that I, shot came up. I know, right? <laughs> and then I, it was something different, or, yeah. which it was definitely a better than the trailer line. Yeah. I thought. Still not a fantastic line. <laughs> just, I don't know. A lot of it felt very heavy handed of just sure. like, I don't know. There was no nuance into the character development necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was, maybe that's why we didn't feel like the build up for the last fight because they were just like, you know, feel like this you have to feel like this mm-hmm. this is what you're supposed to feel like at this point yeah. in the movie but it just wasn't organic well, yeah it was just i mean it was the whole movie concept was pulling off of more of a emotional baggage and backgrounds versus like physical like stakes if that makes sense like usually you can pair those two in some form or True. another mm-hmm. like if you're feeling a certain way about this person but if you also don't take them down, they're going to take you and your family down or something. Yeah. Like there's usually higher stakes. I feel like there wasn't a threat to his like life. I, I felt I like or so. family, not was, life as in he's going to die. Yeah. Life as in the life he's built. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it was literally just like kind of a reputation and respect and yeah. stuff which, like that. Which uh, I mean, it's important. Again, like we said, <laughs> no, listen to Tessa. Talk about it and get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she said get over it, but talk well, about I it. Heard her say. And then, <laughs> then I heard that too. So uh, rewatchability, would you um, would you rewatch it again and mm-hmm. would you go to the theater to get it or are you definitely waiting until VOD or not watching it at all? See, I so putting aside the perspective that I get to go see three free movies a week, Correct. Um, I would probably rewatchability in theaters. I would be willing to go see it one more time in theaters. Um, otherwise, I would rewatch it on VOD. I'm going to put VOD. <laughs> <laughs> well you and you're like oh i'm willing to see it in theaters yeah. that doesn't sound like you want to go see it in theaters okay so we does were... this make me a, a co-guest host oh i forgot that no <laughs> fuck no you are you're the first guest do you want to be a special guest or just a normal guest i'll be a special guest you want to be for so you're the first special guest <laughs> ryan's a co-host special replacement co-host yeah, yeah that's you never it. even gave me an introduction ryan got an introduction so, uh, whoops, I'll do, what, I mean, what introduction you want? Your name is Jeff. Fuck off. <laughs> Jeff's here, everybody. I, uh, I'm a G Jeff. That's something. Special Joff. guest. Joff G- is Joff. Here. <laughs> I know. I, I, I have to stop myself from calling you Joff uh, just so that it makes sense. Sorry. Joff didn't get an introduction. Joff's here. He, um, you do actually, you probably have more technical knowledge on all these movies than Brandon or I, uh, despite. We all went to film school, but you actually shoot mostly commercial stuff, though, right? Yeah, at least in the Denver market. It seems what do you shoot on? Commercial. What cameras do you have? 
the cameras I currently have, I have an FX Sony FX6 kit, and then I have a A7S III to pair with that, um, and then a Canon R5C. All right, for the people who th- that made sense to, um, you're welcome. Everybody else, I also couldn't keep up with all those <laughs> acronyms. I heard FX, and I was like, that's I heard a- Canon, Sony, and then some letters and numbers. FX, I was like, that's a network. We watch stuff on that FX. That's like Fox, but that's not. not a camera. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones I own. I like shooting. If I had a preference, I'd shoot on other ones, but they're much more expensive ones to that own. you don't have to buy. <laughs> that yeah. are the ones that are just gift to you. Yeah. <laughs> you want a director that's like, we'll shoot on whatever. Like, oh, my God. Hell, yeah. Leaving gonna, my cameras at home. I'm going to buy this, <laughs> and I'm going to bill it to you guys. <laughs> Can you imagine turning in a $40,000 invoice? That'd be great. Oh, my God. I that's that's one of my life goals is I want to turn in a 40000 and get it get it accepted. Because technically, I could <laughs> turn like I could it. I could write it to Scott can, or something. Exactly like <laughs> right. I can send an invoice to anybody for anything, frankly. They're not going to pay it, though. It's like, I know I clocked in and out for this rig shift today, Scott, but here's the invoice for... You know, I've been whatever on, else i've been on the <laughs> clock since uh october right you know that right <laughs> sorry boss <laughs> which at this point would be fair since they were kind of screwing you on some money but yeah <laughs> we won't get into that on yeah, this we episode don't <laughs> no, no. we don't need to get into that I don't um know. <laughs> all right i'll give you a better intro I'll give you a better intro next time you're on because you're definitely on for Oppenheimer. Yes. And then... Which is in fucking July, I Right? Think. God I damn. Creed 4 is going to come out before that. I, I'll be honest. I thought that was... When I, when I said I'd do that, I was like, oh, it's coming out in like March like or something. March, <laughs> I know, right? That's the same thing I said. And then I was looking through the list like, of oh, like fuck. this and that and this. And I was like, what the... <laughs> Thankfully, they, thankfully they pulled the trailers, and I, we don't have to watch the pre- previews anymore. Because if I'd watched six months of those previews, I was gonna hate the movie with a passion when it came out. Yeah. I was gonna like maybe boycott it and like pick it out the front. <laughs> like, Do not watch. Wasn't it annoying? And then I'm sure I'll. Be and then you would have gone and saw it. And then go see it in IMAX. <laughs> Did they shoot this on IMAX? Um, but yeah, so you'll definitely be on Oppenheimer. Oh I'm sure you'll be on um, another time. Uh, this definitely was not supposed to, we were not supposed to talk as long. This is going to be like a small thing, but, uh, you know, this is the episode, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Uh, fuck it. Maybe. Special guest. I should have brought, I should have brought games. You could have brought games. <laughs> I could have played, um, some two truths and a lie or, yeah. or wits. Yep. Cammy could have came out and said, Hey too. Cammy refuses to talk to me. Yeah. I've been trying to talk to her forever. All right. That's all Sweet. I got. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. I'm not going to do the whole spiel. Fun fact, every single time Brandon has to do the spiel, he has to do 10 takes. Some like OCD thing. It's really weird. Interesting. I don't understand it. Huh. Um, I probably shouldn't have told everybody that, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.